Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes or so long, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual life and helps us to have a better mindset to be able to deal with life every day. And boy, life throws a lot at us. You know people in your life who need to change their life. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation, about their relationship with God. Help them by sharing these short studies through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment to start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about the power to face life successfully. Where do we find that? So many people, they grope around through life. They're kind of blown around back and forth by whichever way the wind is blowing at that time. They really don't have a whole lot of purposeful focus in what they want to accomplish with life and in life. In fact, they may not have much thought along that line at all. They kind of get, in their mind at least, beaten down by a lot of difficulties and challenges that life throws at them. Well, what do they do? Well, we talked about how for every one of us, there are times when we feel like Ah, things are going so well, so well. But then something happens because life is always in motion and there are all kinds of circumstances that affect our lives one way or another. And so from a negative perspective, it can be illness or injury or financial setback or loss of a job or conflict in a relationship of some kind or death of a loved one or emotional stress and psychological disorder, the list goes on and on and on. And all of a sudden, one of these things, or maybe more than one, kind of hits us and seems to turn our life upside down. Yeah, just getting old can have an effect. Older, I should say. <laughs> well, again, many people, they try to cope by seeking for professional help, and that can be a good, positive move on their part. They'll see a doctor of one sort or another, or maybe uh, counselors of one kind or another. Others, they, they simply, they try to tough it out and handle it themselves, and they may actually prolong the difficulties by so doing, not trying to seek help in some way, at least some counsel in some way. But then there are a whole lot of other people, they just, they don't try to really deal to fix or, or work through the problem, they just try to hide from it. They, they go into the escape mode by using alcohol or illicit drugs or some other means that just kind of takes their mind off of it but doesn't really deal with the situation. In fact, it really just makes things worse. So what to do? What do we do? How do we face life where do we find the power to face life successfully and effectively on a consistent basis? Well, the Apostle Paul laid out a formula that he learned in his life. He said in, in Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13, 
Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content, to be content. That's the first step in the process. If you want to think of it as an equation, that's the first part of the equation. He said, I've learned to be content in whatever state I am. Whatever the condition of my life, whatever's happening, I've learned to be content. Now, that's key. Contentment is a quality, an emotion that escapes a whole lot of us. We keep looking for something else. We want more and more, and we want it right now. Jesus said in Luke chapter 12 and verse 15, one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. We think that more money is going to fix our problems, is going to make us happier, is going to even fix our relational problems and difficulties. But Jesus said money is not where it's at. In fact, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, he says, hey, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. This earth, yeah, it's fragile. It's physical. Things decay here. People steal from you and so on. But he said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. And then he said the key, where your, tre- where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So many people, they are fixated on money, getting more money, and buying more things. And a whole lot of people have their se- themselves head over heels in debt. In fact, they probably don't even know how much they owe because they think if I can just get something else, if I can just buy that one more thing, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be happy. It's going to make me feel better. But now they've got another bill. Well, the Hebrews writer, again, he talked about how God has promised to never leave us as long as we never leave him. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. And so if God is, is, is for us, who could be against us? What can man do to me if God is on my side? Contentment. That was the first step. Now, somebody might say, well, yeah, Paul was an apostle. He was a preacher. He didn't live in the real world. What did he know about difficulties in life? knew a whole lot more than a whole lot of us. He was not speaking from the theoretical perspective. He was speaking from his personal experience. In verse 12 of Philippians chapter 4, he said, I know how to be abased. That is, I know how to be brought low. I know how it is to have things very difficult more literally, to live humbly. And then he said, I know how to abound. I know how, how, how to, how to, what it's like to have things going great, being prosperous everywhere. And in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Now, I've asked the question, have you ever been hungry? And I don't mean before a meal that you're expecting in the next hour or so, because you worked hard all day and you're ready for dinner. I'm talking about, have you ever gone hungry? 
Have you ever done that? Have you ever had to had to, to scrimp just to have enough money to buy enough food? And, and if you had your choice, you wouldn't be buying that food. But that's what you can afford just to fill your belly or just to have enough to eat to make the hunger pangs go away. Have you ever been in that condition? Most of us would say, well, well no, really, really not. Paul knew how to be hungry from that perspective. Now, as I said, he spoke from personal experience. Let's turn, if you're following along, if you're not, you might want to write these down, these scriptures, or just listen closely and then kind of reverse, you know, your your uh, your podcast and, and go back and listen again and, and get these these verses in your mind. In First Corinthians, I'm sorry, yeah, First Corinthians chapter four and verse nine, what does Paul say here? For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last, as men condemned to death. For I have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. Hmm. Doesn't sound like he's live, he was living in an insulated kind of lifestyle, insulated from the difficulties of life, does it? In fact, he says, I think God has displayed us, the apostles, last, as men condemned to death. We've been made a spectacle to the world both to angels and to men. He's talking about the difficulties of the mission that he had as an apostle. Now we drop down to verse 11. He goes on. To the present hour, we both hunger and thirst. Now again, uh, he's not talking about just getting ready for dinner time here. Or you know, how long is it till lunch? I'm, I'm hungry. He's talking about prolonged hunger. To the present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. Uh, Are you poorly clothed? Have you ever been? Have you ever been beaten for what you believe? What about homeless? Have you ever had no place to go? And we labor working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we endure, now, he's, he's, not, he's not saying we gave up on life. We didn't see it as hopeless. And he said, you know, we tried to return the negative with a positive reaction. Being reviled, put down, criticized, ridiculed, we blessed. Being persecuted, we endured. Being defamed, we entreated. We entreated. Uh, that is, we exhorted, we encouraged. We have been made as the filth of the world, the offscouring of all things until now. Now, why? Why would he say those things? Because he's saying they had been so persecuted. They had been so ridiculed by the people who did not believe in Christ or did not believe in Christianity or the people who wanted to, did, did not want to hear, who wanted to shut them up for teaching and preaching the gospel, that they had suffered a great deal. They had been made, you know, in the eyes of some, treated like the lowest of the low almost. He said, but we endured. We endured. We encouraged in spite of it. Even though we were reviled, we blessed. 
They responded positively to the negative situations. They kept a positive mindset and kept moving in a positive direction. We're going to look at some more of those experiences that Paul went through in his life as an apostle and a gospel preacher and see that uh, he knew what he was talking about when he said, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. It's going to be okay because God is watching over me. And I know how to be up and I know how to be down. I know how to be hungry and I know how to be full. Yeah, he knew because he experienced it personally and repeatedly. Let's pray together. Father, help us to learn from the examples that you have had laid out for us in your word that we can trust you to be there with us and for us and deliver us from whatever the situations are that are trying to hold us back. But ultimately, you will deliver us to eternal life in heaven. Oh, thank you, God. Help people see all over the world that their real need is to turn to you and their real answer as to how to deal with life successfully lies in a right relationship with you through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and your Son. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.